0: You are listening to a CJTR podcast.
1: listeners welcome to the spooktober smackdown spooktacular final showdown on spoiler alert (laughs) all october long we have been pitting the most fiendish movie villains against one another using the spoiler alert vector of verifiable villainy and after four weeks of slashing scoring and math we have emerged with the final four villains and tonight one will be declared spoiler alerts 2019 most spooktastic (laughs) To select our champion, we have randomly assigned a finalist to each one, each one of us in the booth. And today, we are joined by James Brotheridge. Hello. Who will be arguing for Freddy Krueger mm-hmm. from the Nightmare from the Nightmare on Elm Street?
0: The Nightmare. the night before the night- Christmas. I the Christmas. I
1: almost said it. I almost
0: said it. <laughs> I've almost done that. I represent many times. Jack
1: Skellington. <laughs> <laughs> this is Halloween. <laughs> Jack Skellington won. Okay, Sean. Yes. We'll be arguing for Michael Myers. I will. From the Halloween series, mm-hmm. Sonia will be arguing for Samira from the Ring
0: Samara, but yeah. whatever <laughs> Ooh, doing her
1: first job as a yes. presenter there we go, and I Jeremy will be arguing for Jason from the Friday the thirteenth films. hey, everyone, that's my note that's what I Hi. <laughs> Just break all intensity what's up, okay, everyone will get around four minutes i'm not going to be too intense. Sonia's making a. I don't know if that's enough time, Face. Uh, you get Dr. Point every moment. You that's not he said five, and
0: it's about six, probably.
1: I said five, I, I said four on the radio, but it was going to give us five in real time in the booth, <gasps> so you're just exposing behind the curtain here, son. <clears throat> every moment we're discussing this comes out of Sonya's time. It's no, true. No. I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> or should we say Samara's time? <laughs> um, everyone will get four minutes, or five, depending, uh, <laughs> to give their best pitch for why their respective villain uh, is the best and then after the break we will start arguing specific points between one another and it's really going to break down just like a 1990s uh, Wall Street stockroom. It's oh. going to be great. Uh, <laughs> ding, at- ding, ding,
2: ding. <laughs> a scariest place of all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> at the end of the episode we will all rank our opposing villains so I will not rank the one I'm arguing for but the other three and uh, they will all be given points and then we will Total those points, and the one with the most points will be declared the most spooktastic. Now, in the likely event of a tie, because this has happened because before, because always happens to us, I have developed a metric to solve it that I will not explain on the radio for ease, but it should be cool. Oh, okay, all right. I'm scared. He
3: has a very spooky coin to flip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course <I> don't
1: know. <laughs> Our speaking order will be James, Sean, Sonia, Jeremy. Yes, first of course. Mm -hmm. I noticed Jeremy's
0: taking advantage of the recency effect for that (laughs) one, but I
1: was just—I was just wondering if I could keep it together to do the like (laughs) do the hosting (laughs) stuff ahead of time. Anyway, all right. I have a stopwatch on my clock, which apparently has been running for two thousand minutes, (laughs) which is incredible. (laughs)
2: Competency in this
1: room, you guys. Okay, James, are you prepared? to have your your time i
3: think i'm ready Let's all right be taking
1: notes of course please begin
3: okay i'm talking about freddy krueger he's our fellow from nightmare before elm street because <laughs> the nightmare started before elm street was really elm street which is when all those hot teens showed up mm-hmm. and he was just a simple child killer going around killing children if you believe in that New movie. He was also doing other things to him, but oh. we're classic here. Mm-hmm. We believe in Freddy Krueger as Robert england who's a wisecracking guy who will come in your dreams and cut you up and do various other things to you. I think there's a ton of points to argue Freddy on. One is when you compare him to all the other villains here, you know, Michael or Jason or Samara, they all have excuses for why they're villains. All these people are like, they have trauma in their past lives, so that's why they go out and they Mm -hmm. exhibit all these horrors on everyone else. Freddy's just a bad guy. Freddy's just evil. He just comes into your dreams and cuts you up. That's what he's there for. Another thing I would like to bring up about Freddy, my guy, is that he's pretty funny. He's reasonably funny. You know, he's uh, he's at least cracking jokes at some point, And depending on your sense of humor, you might enjoy Freddy.
2: <laughs>
3: have, you <laughs> <taken> <laughs> it in, have you taken it in a stand-up set, stand Freddy? <laughs> Whereas everyone else here, they're pretty dour, you know? Any kind of sense of humor comes from outside of Mike Myers. I don't think Mike Myers has ever put on a wig to do a killing. Oh, shots fired across mm-hmm. the room? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mike Myers has, sorry. It's not time for jokes, it's time for Jim. you Had some time. Reclaiming his time.
3: Also, Freddie is the star of every movie he is in. If you look at the Halloween series, for example, you know, arguably Jamie Lee Curtis is the star of a lot of those movies. Mm-hmm. If you look at, you know, the Ring movies, mm-hmm. she's doing pretty great, but, you know, a lot of those movies is Naomi Watts, if you're watching the American ones. Mm-hmm. And then if you're looking at... Our fellow Jason, Mm -hmm. you know, when he co-starred with Freddie, the obvious star there was Freddie because he was the one chatting it up.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Otherwise, uh, you know, who's the other star? Freddie versus Jason. Versus? I think Kelly (laughs) Rowland is in that. So she, you know, it's like probably like Freddie, Kelly Rowland, and then Jason in terms of star power in that movie. You know, I think that Kelly's always (laughs) second at best. (laughs) Lastly, I don't know. Like, there's just. The Freddy movies and the moments he brings about have a visual impact. You think about some of those moments in that first movie where he's reaching through the wall or he's coming up through the uh, bathtub or any of that kind of stuff. You know, they're, they're powerful and they kind of stay with you. So much so that Bob's Burgers recently kind of parodied Nightmare on Elm Street for like a full episode. And I had made a very nice, I think a very nice pulled pork meal on like a bed (laughs) of like sweet potato hash with Mm -hmm. some grilled yellow peppers on top of that. Mm -hmm. And we're watching Bob's Burgers and my partner was so disgusted with the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, imagery, she couldn't continue with the meal. And I put all that to Freddie In Bob's Burgers? In Bob's Burgers. Oh. Okay, well that's a little troubling, but it's filtered through. It's the power of Freddy. So yeah, I I think Freddy's our guy. I love Freddy. <laughs> He's stylish. To reiterate a point from the other week, there's a Freddy car. Did you watch the first one? Uh, I have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you remember the Freddy car? Yeah. Yeah. The oh, Freddy yeah. car. you could turn into a car. <laughs> mm-hmm. How many other villains? Do you, I don't want to get. I don't even want to see the Samara car.
1: Jason Mike. Carr
3: would just be like a truck. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Too scary. That's, that's Mike Myer, Myers Myers Carr would be like an Oldsmobile or something. I have to agree. Yeah, yeah, no, that's no. True. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've I've gotten what I need out here, and I feel like the people are with me, and I think Freddy's our guy.
1: Wow. thank you, thank you, thank you, James, uh, James on uh, ninety one point three FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. We're uh we're getting to the bottom of who is the most spookta- spooktastic today. On spoiler alert, <clears throat> and that was just a. Uh, James' thoughts on Freddy Krueger. Arousing thing. Freddy. Wow. It's very well thought out. Up next, we have Sean Dunham. Okay. Are you prepared, sir?
4: I believe so. Okay. I don't think I'll take my full time, but I don't think I will need to. <gasps> okay? Oops, there it is. Please begin, Sean. All right, you guys. Michael Myers. Michael <laughs> Myers was here two years before that dummy Jason snuck out <laughs> to go swimming <laughs> four years before Freddie tried on his fedora and approved, and almost 30 years before Samara had ever even heard of videotapes. Michael was born inherently evil, mysteriously (laughs) (laughs) slut-shamey. He committed satricide when he was a child, in a clown costume, when he was six. He is the granddaddy of slasher films. He is not only a hulking presence in real life, but also in the influence of countless horror films. Has he had some missteps? Of course, <laughs> like Halloween Resurrection with Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks <laughs> 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 about a reality show in his old home. But the beauty of Michael is that when he is down, he gets right back up and he keeps going, because that's the Myers way. <laughs> Cute, Michael wow. did it first, did it better, and is still doing it after all you jokers have long since given up the idea of a fresh sequel. Okay, um, <laughs> in wow. conclusion. Michael never talks, he never runs, but he doesn't need to because he is inevitable, and he's the ultimate killing machine, and just like Freddy, he also has no backstory. He was just born pure evil, and he'll die pure evil, and he'll kill you too. And that's all
1: I have to say about Mike Myers.
2: <sighs> wow.
1: I think Sean just literally dropped a microphone oh.
2: right there.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I should pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sean, for your your... your thought out words and uh <laughs> poem i should say yeah, sorry uh sonia are you prepared i On am your... and
0: i would love to use sean's extra
1: time i think <laughs> I, honestly i think you've got like a good <laughs> sonia pulls out a tone. here before we need to <laughs> sonia also has wearing her hair in front of her face in right. oh, true yeah. <laughs> samara fashion all right sonia i'll give you double time but if you hit six minutes i'm cut I'm okay cut. it might okay. be six I'll, be, okay. I'll go fast all right oh, here we go my. please begin
0: My job today is to show you that Samara Morgan stands apart from these other villains, and I have to say, that doesn't feel hard. The fact that Samara, the ghost of a 12-year-old girl, is in the top four with three adult men speaks for itself. Not only is this level of accomplishment impressive for someone of her young age, it's also part of what makes her the best. Because here's the thing. Children are inherently creepy picture this it's a blustery october evening and you're walking down a dark city sidewalk there's no one else around and you hear a child laughing you're not tickled you're not endeared you're gonna be terrified squeaky swings old baby dolls a jack-in-the-box clowns (laughs) even the things kids like are scary And what's creepier than one kid? One kid possessed by the ghost of another. I dare my esteemed opponents and anyone else out there to watch even one scene from The Ring 2 where Aiden has his creepy blank Samara stare going on and tell me that you didn't experience a chill going down your spine. Not only is Samara the promising young upstart surrounded by washed up wannabes, she does what none of the others can. More than once, Samara has led some soft-hearted victim to unravel her tragic and violent backstory and become convinced that her tortured soul needs freeing, only to find out just how wrong they are. Like so many fragile, straight white men out there, she'll try and convince you that she's the victim and then take advantage of your sympathy to become even more powerful. Basically, Samara is a spin doctor. She's the undeniable PR queen of this bunch. Now, let's talk murder. I can only describe the Jason Michael Freddy style of kill this way. Stab, stab, yawn. Take away these villains' pointy objects, and what are you left with? A fedora, a jumpsuit, a hockey mask, and a trio of ineffectual, harmless, middle-aged men. Samara doesn't even have to be in the room to kill you. FDR once said that (laughs) the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Think he had a certain soggy little ghost girl in mind when he said that? I'll let the listeners decide. <laughs> the twisted, horrible faces of Samara's victims say it all. Can any of these other baddies scare someone to death? Nope. And the crux of Samara's award-winning fear? One word, honey. Anticipation. Show me one of these villains who can even claim to build anticipation like Samara, and I'll show you a poser. Imagine if you got a phone call warning you every time something unpleasant was coming up in your life. (laughs) Ring, ring. You have seven days until that visit with your in-laws. Don't forget, only one week until that exam you're unprepared for. You know what's worse than being scared? Being scared in advance <laughs> from
3: <senior> living now,
0: <laughs> and then staying scared because a creepy af little girl is about to crawl out of your tv and take your life without le- laying a finger on you not only does samara prime you for being spooked into an early grave but she can't be stopped as we pointed out on her episode this little marketing genius has harnessed the power of chain mail and we all know that that particular phenomenon isn't going away as long as there are middle-aged women out there with email addresses and facebook pages Now, my argument would be incomplete if we didn't discuss another of Samara's unique credentials, her country of origin. Samara's Ring franchise, as we all know, is a remake of Ringu, a classic Japanese horror series starring Sadako, a.k.a. Japanese Samara. So, while Samara Morgan herself isn't Japanese, her story is. And you know what? I'm here to tell you that Japan is the spookiest country on this planet. (laughs) Ever heard of a little thing called the Suicide Forest? How about rent-a-cuddle cafes? How about the annual festival at Sensoji Temple in Tokyo where sumo wrestlers take turns trying to make babies cry? It's a country full of creepy weirdos. Change my mind. I don't raise Japan's spookiness in only a general way. Samara is, in fact, based on a true and terrible Japanese tale. The story of Okiku, who died in a well outside Himeji Castle in western Japan in the 14th century. Okiku worked as a servant in the castle to a married samurai named Tesan Oyama, who reportedly fell madly in love with her and then brutally murdered her when when she refused him, dumping her body in a well. In the wake of Okiku's death, she was said to crawl out of the well and appear to Aoyama on a nightly basis. The samurai was apparently driven insane by the vengeful spirits' incessant screams in the night. This, of course, was before VHS was invented to, uh, for more convenient haunting. Drawings of Okiku depict her as looking real similar to Sadako slash Samara with flowing black hair and a white dress. Oh, and the well? It can still be found outside the castle, but is now covered by wrought iron bars. So, mm-hmm. not only is Samara tougher than three, these three chumps, but she's also real and enough of a threat to warrant incarceration. Wait. How is this still even a competition?
3: The bars are to keep her in they're or to keep, to keep other people they're out? They're to keep her in. Oh, okay. Of course.
0: Samara, uh, in summary, mm-hmm. Samara is a child and children are inherently creepy. She will convince you that she's harmless in order to make you do her bidding. She doesn't even Need a knife. Her weapon is fear itself. Samara's created a pyramid scheme that makes her unstoppable <laughs> in the age of digital video. And she's real. Seven.
4: thank you thank you very much we should mention that we love and appreciate our Japanese listeners (laughs) yeah
0: I didn't actually mean that it took a real turn and then I was like well I'm in it now
3: (laughs) I'm in the well now and furthermore Scarlett Johansson playing a Japanese woman goes to the show is great
0: yeah I'm very in favor of that just Um, kidding well, Oof. how do you all feel after those burns? Wow, well, you
1: burned wow. me. You burned all of us. Also, was
0: that 12 minutes?
1: Or? No, it was just five and a half minutes. Oh, well, <laughs> I
0: talked a, pretty a fast.
1: A tad over the time I asked you to be. So that was pretty good. <laughs> anyway, okay. All right, you guys. Oh, okay. I'm going to talk. I, I don't enough. know how long this is going to take. I put the timer on, but I can't see it because of my notes. Anyway. We, um, we trust you. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> all right, you guys. I want to talk to you today about icons. Okay. We all have one. We all, we all know what we're talking about. But I want to know if there is anything more I- iconic than a hockey mask at Halloween. Okay? It is at the pinnacle of the easiest costume. And pretty much everyone can afford one and or in this country has one that's suitable for the costume. Now, some will say their name is Sean, that Mike Myers did it first. And they, he did. I can't I can't even... In the first movie of this gentleman's career, he's not even in it. I, I can't argue that. But he did do it better.
2: Ooh.
1: All right? I want to talk to you about a story about family dynamics, because at its heart, that is what this story is. Jason is compelled to kill because he's trying to make his mother proud. Okay? We all have parents... And they have expectations. <laughs> mm-hmm. And sometimes those expectations lead to the supernatural compulsion to carry them out. Okay? His mother is the monster, people. He is just the tool trying trying to make her happy. I don't know. He's like a robot that can't be stopped. Jason is, of course, super strong. And I would say he is unkillable. His it's been illustrated that his heart can be removed and people are then compelled to eat it and then he can inhabit their bodies and it itself can move. Jason goes to hell, everybody, okay? This is uh, right before the Freddy Krueger thing. But, all right. Um, uh, he can take a, control anyone who touches the heart and, of course, he's super strong. He literally descended from space to a planet and survived the fall.
2: Mm.
1: And he became a cyborg. But that's maybe too far. I don't know. Jason only has one weakness and that is the water of Crystal... Well, I guess two. Well, The water from Crystal Lake where he originally was murdered and there is a knife from his like family line that can be used to hurt him. It doesn't make much sense, but Crystal Lake water is really the thing that, mm-hmm. that makes the most sense. Finally, what I am about to say is 100% true and it is canon in the Jason universe and I cannot express hard enough that this is not a joke. Jason is brought back to life by premarital sex.
2: Mm. <laughs> <That's deep. laughs> that,
1: is the, that is the thing that brings him back. Thus, he is invincible. Uh, thank you very much. Wow. Okay. A strong case for I had an extra
2: minute. Uh, Waiting until time. after marriage. <laughs> <laughs> we're
1: all going straight to the church after this. All right, you guys. We're gonna we're gonna mix it up a tiny bit here. That was very good. We all had a lot of points. I think we all need to consider it. Everyone took some notes down. I think what we're gonna do is play the game right now before the break. Have oh. a quick break and then come back. Right. So come in fighting. Do y'all know what time it is? Well, it's ten minutes earlier Before than
2: the that. break, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Confusion.
1: It's super early game time.
0: <gasps>
1: for those who don't know, if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend not that much time this week looking for a movie that these three have not seen. I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. We all have a good a good laugh. Are you guys ready to play the game?
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I will take the the... I don't know. What do you get? The game pitches in the order that uh, we debated in. So, James, he'll be up first. This week's title is Fear. Oh, is there any more? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just fear. We all
0: waited. Fear.
3: Fear. Okay. And loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, it's, man. you all seen that. That's not it. It's just Well, fear. you know, it's probably like four or five hours long. <laughs> And, you know, it's just really drawing out the tension. Like, you're just in a room, and it's like, what can happen? You know the movie's called Fear, and the possibilities. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This natural light, so, you know, it starts in mid-afternoon, and by the end of it, it's, like, firmly almost evening. <laughs> and I don't want to spoil
1: it, but, yeah, that I think that's Fear.
2: sounds <laughs> well, terrifying. Are there other
1: that. characters or anything, or...? <laughs> you, know, you know, the such room such itself I mean, is really it's like a character. True. I know. Oh. I mean, the pitch alone is, is, is totally on point
3: here. Well, that's the movie, so, uh, you mm. know, it's, yeah. That, it is what it is, really. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Do you like Fear? Do you like this movie? I think I love it. Okay. <laughs> you know, I think I've changed. I think I look at movies a whole different way after watching wow. Fear, the the four-hour <laughs> or five-hour. You know, it goes so quickly, really. So There you go. Yeah. Sean. Okay. Fear,
4: I believe, is about a pack of mutant dogs who they, you know how dogs can sense fear? They can, but these ones, when they sense it, it gives them power and they become larger Uh and they grow um, in relation to the more fear you feel. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they can be the size of buildings. Mm -hmm. But if when they come across people that don't feel any fear, then they turn very small, like a house hippo, Mm -hmm. and you can just like step on it.
1: I have two Um, questions. Number one, does the breed of dog change as they grow in size?
4: No, uh, it, no all the dogs are, you know, varying, <laughs> varying dogs. Okay. Oh, so a, sometimes they're really cute, but they're also horrifying. Is, oh, it's nice that it's a mixed group. Yeah. Is
1: yeah. this a prelude to Clifford the Big Red Dog?
4: Clifford yeah. is in the universe. <laughs> 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 what you don't know is that that little girl is very scared all the time. <laughs> this and dog, dog could literally bite him me his power, half. Wow. Okay, wow. Sean. he's afraid that he'll launch. She's afraid he'll launch her somewhere. Fear.
1: Okay, <sighs> you
0: Okay, so fear is an acronym: mm-hmm. Female ectoplasm assault regiment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Lady ghost hunters. Um, but there are um, a specific demon has appeared in the world that is attacking people. That it. Um, Manifests as, not unlike the Bogart and Harry Potter, <laughs> <laughs> manifests as people's worst fear. And so it really just like incapacitates them. But this is a group of female socio and psychopaths who actually don't experience a full range of human emotion and therefore do not have a full understanding of fear mm-hmm. and therefore are immune to this entity. So
3: it's like a ghost hunting like uh, suicide squad? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's like oh, Ghostbusters
0: yeah. plus Suicide Squad plus the Bogart from Harry Potter.
3: <laughs> wow. What year was this made in?
0: Um, this was made in 19 uh no, in 2003.
3: Oh, it's oh, pretty recent. A, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty story. so. some like low riding jeans. Where's some like, of the stars?
0: Uh Angelina Jolie's in it? Oh yeah. Oh. Okay. Um Patricia Arquette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Good. yeah. Uh, like, like she plays t- more of an administrative t- t- role. Patricia yeah. Arquette or 2003 Patricia Arquette? There's well, a difference.
0: 2003. Okay. Right. Um Naomi Watts is also in it. Wow. She was doing a lot of She'd horror work at this ever. moment. Boy. And then um, it was 2003, so there was a token woman of color. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it was Lucy Liu.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. She would do good. She mm. would be good. Well, I thought you might have gone with an early Sandra Oh.
0: Oh, I wish I had.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, casting, right? <laughs> what are you going to do about it? <laughs> you guys fear is a 1996 American psychological thriller film. It was described by its executive producer as... Fatal Attraction for teens. Anyway, it sounds truly horrible. Uh, <laughs> it is not that like like it's a bad movie, but like the things that happen are very shocking. Uh, it's about a young man who falls in love with the young Reese Witherspoon, and then relentlessly, well, I'm going to put in air quotes, dates her.
2: Oh um, no!
1: And then uh, um, his friends get involved, and other people get it, like it just. And uh, by the end, he becomes. Basically a Michael serial killer type, and they were hoping to make more of these. It was so poorly received that it was not; uh, it did not carry on. Its I budget was six point five million, and it made only a twenty point eight million. I have a mm-hmm. secret. I've actually seen this. <gasps> <gasps> um, and <Whoa>. because <sighs> is it a Wahlberg? Who's the star? Uh, it is. It is a Wahlberg. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Donnie. I remember. I, I, it's. It's a Mark. <laughs> okay, it's a mark. Oh, a,
3: it's, a mark. it's a
4: Mark. It's a
1: Mark.
3: He's got that energy. Mark. Yeah. Look, a very, a uh, look mark. at the poster.
4: There's oh, the There's, there's the a very energy. intense oh, yeah, I hate uh, Wahlberg it. scene where her, her dad is like, "You stay away from us," and shoves him, mm-hmm. and then he just like smacks his chest, like beats it <laughs> repeatedly, like for a long time. in the dad gets weirded out and leaves. But then he's like, i <laughs> He's like, Reese, look what your dad did. He shoved me. And he's like, this huge bruised chest. Yeah. <gasps> oh. And he's like, I did shove him, but this is so crazy. Insanely manipulative. I've maybe and, seen this.
0: No. Oh, Wait, well, I, 97 this came out?
4: Yeah. Er, and there's a bit of a roller coaster scene. It's yeah. not mm. mentionable on the air. Oh.
1: Mm. Yes. But the reason it was selected is that they were hoping to make it a series. Mm, yes. With, and it wasn't supposed to be like the same actors, but it was supposed to be, you know carry on into infinity but you can't predict that kind of thing it's true like i know what you
3: did last summer they never thought that was going
1: to be they like, did not know what you did. none of these movies that went on they thought they would there would be yeah. more really all right you guys that's the first half of the show when we come back from our break we are going to fight it out you're listening to spoiler alert on 91.3 fm cjtr Regina community radio you're listening to spoiler alert on 91.3 fm cjtr Regina community radio and we have entered the formal second half of the Spooktober, Smackdown, Spooktacular, Final Showdown.
0: Wow, 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 wow. So, so, I thought, It's
1: formal. I
0: haven't done an air horn in so long. It's true. I You're
1: thought you practice. were going to go for the... Ch- ch-
0: I thought about it, but I couldn't hold it in any no, longer. Well,
3: now that you represent Samara. It's true. You can't. Yeah, Samara because... has that airhorn energy.
1: So Yeah, um, she really does. Big air horn energy. <laughs> we have entered the open format portion of the show, where the four of us will get to a uh, bickering as uh we... Attempt to argue for our uh, randomly selected, randomly placed, I don't know, randomly assigned Mm. uh, villains from famous films. James is, of course, arguing for Freddy Krueger, Sean for Michael Myers, Sonia for Samira. And I, Jeremy, <laughs> nah, just doing it on purpose. You. Yeah, I did <laughs> uh, for Jason. He doesn't respect your choice. Yeah, that's so rude. I thought it was a funny it's like joke. Like
0: a diss track. He
4: <laughs> just played me a
1: diss. I'm trying track. to. I'm trying to elevate my own pick here. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, you guys, let's have at her. I've got a. I've got a burning question. That, if you don't mind to start, I would like to. Okay. Location, location, location. All of these people are tied very specifically to specific sites. That's true. Mm. Why did they pick Elm Street?
3: Elm Street is just like a pretty typical, like suburban, white... Well, it's not actually suburban. It's like small-town America, Mm -hmm. you know? And it just kind of represents that kind of like idyllic white vision of Mm -hmm. what kind of like middle-class existence could be like. Mm -hmm. And it kind of has that kind of like dreary dreamy kind of quality to it so that when Freddie comes into that and kind of starts to twist it and distort it it's just all the more eerie for anyone who can kind of identify with mm-hmm. that lifestyle
1: interesting yeah Sean what about what about place in your films well it's very important hmm <laughs> <laughs> is it is it Sean is it it, it is mm. it needs to be a
3: town with like a babysitter well
2: babysitter is
4: mm-hmm. a
3: dime a
2: dozen
4: yeah um Uh, You know, I feel like Michael is strapped to Field, but he doesn't necessarily have to stay there. But Mm -hmm. he just keeps getting locked up there. That's Mm -hmm. always where the insane asylum that he gets (laughs) stuck in stays. Mm -hmm.
1: So, you know, it's not his choice. That's true. And, Sonia, I feel that your character is the most disconnected from place.
0: Well, I think, you know, when you're talking about specific location, Mm -hmm. the sort of... Imagery of the well mm-hmm. and the importance of that to the plot are obviously very central. Absolutely. I think also just speaking to the strength of the franchise, um, it's very powerful in terms of uh, being spooky, it mm-hmm. being down a well, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, compelling story wise. Um, but also, I think the the counterpoint to that is that Samara um, could go anywhere, and she mm-hmm. can kill people via video. You know, anywhere in the mm-hmm. world. That's just the convenience of it. So. Mm.
1: Well, my sort of twist to all of these thoughts are, and this does put James and myself in a very specific camp, not Camp Crystal Lake, of course, but mm. uh, <laughs> is, it, is that uh, our villains are much more relatable. Thus, yeah, I don't spend a lot of time around wells or insane asylums yeah. at all. But do you watch a lot of screens? Yes.
2: Nice. Thank you,
1: honey. I do, but that was helpful. Not a single one on videotape.
0: Well, well, now, well, so. yeah. what about in 2002? <laughs>
1: if she was a YouTube spirit? Mm-hmm. She's this probably on
0: TikTok now. This, a is, lot true. Of this uh, is true.
1: But but this is all, this is, you know, this is hearsay as far as I'm concerned.
0: No, in the last one, she went digital. I know. A lot uh, of
1: Sonya's argument rests on the movie Rings.
0: <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Which
3: I think, am I the only one who's watched that? Uh,
0: yeah, but yeah. I have read the Wikipedia end
4: <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's, that's, that's. But we can in what the way that rings, I feel like takes away from your character mm-hmm. is that in I find a a part that I l- appreciate about Freddie and Michael is their inherent evilness, their lack of backstory, mm-hmm. this no dedication to slogging through all of
1: this like
4: explaining everything. Samara gets a lot of
1: that. I, in in all honesty, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, Jason does have a pretty. Uh, intricate backstories, and yeah, with what's, well. with what's up. Anyway, that's yeah, it. I just and don't. I
0: would say more so than Samara, and also, mm. but the thing, the the thing I would say to that, Sean, is that she also is just inherently evil because she sort of uses that backstory as this smokescreen, as I alluded to in my very well crafted argument, mm-hmm. um, to sort of make people focus on that tragic story and what happened to her mm. when actually.
4: It's a misdirect.
0: It's a misdirect. She's yeah. just here to She's just here to murder via video.
4: And I'm not opposed to a young immigrant woman, of course, going Thank against you. these three uh, middle-aged men, as you put in. I okay, she's not. not an immigrant woman. She's from America. <laughs> I, just I just want to push She's
0: you. first generation. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, uh... <laughs> she's more international. I have something if yeah, if we're done absolutely. on that. Yeah. Um, I would say all three of you have villains that are basically indestructible. So, mm-hmm. what sets them apart in terms of resilience? What makes any of them more resilient than the others if they're all uh, immortal, basically? Well, except Jason, who mm-hmm. frankly falls a little short in that category. Mm-hmm. How so? Camp Crystal Lake.
1: I mean, that's... Being it, his Chris, kryptonite. It, it, it can't kill him. <laughs> it can only stop him. Mm. Yeah, they, you put him in the lake and then he's subdued. That's all. That's the. He can always come back.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And... Uh, I mean, at the end of his story, narratively speaking, he becomes a cyborg with nanotechnology. And the limits of that I can't even begin to comprehend. However, I am firmly in the belief that if one molecule of Jason is still kicking, that will just inhabit the next and he can... And it is said that if he inhabits the body of another Voorhees in the line, he will be invincible for the rest of time. However, you, you say just, it like a scripture.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, the book tells <laughs> us. That's, that's the goal, I guess.
4: You did say yourself mm-hmm. um, that family may be important to Jason. It might be his only driving force. But you also said that he's only a tool. And these are your words, Jerry. <gasps> <gasps> he's only a tool. He is, he
1: is from a tool, For yeah. Pamela Voorhees. Mm-hmm.
3: Compelling. Does I, so, Jason have a personality?
1: Uh, not anymore. He may have. Oh. but uh, Just without the next gen technology? So, yeah. I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, just so everyone's aware, I don't know if you're aware of the lore, but at the end of the first film, he is alive and a young boy and then grows, mm. and he does not become undead until a later point in time. Mm. And another little tidbit I've got in the back of my pocket here, it's this is not canon. This is not official. However, in one of the films, the Necronomicon from the Evil Dead is there. Because all of the people who work on it consider Jason just another one of the deadites. So
0: Interesting. Again, <laughs> he
1: can just keep coming back. This is radically changing
3: Sonia's rankings.
4: She's
0: <laughs> <scribbling>. <laughs> I <laughs> haven't ranked <laughs> anyone yet.
3: No, and you
4: shouldn't until the last chip has been played. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I would add I would like to hear more on this resilience question.
3: Yeah, from you two
0: senators <laughs> i felt like i was moderating a debate for a
3: second well what's resilience you know like freddie he gets defeated at the end of every movie it kind of has to happen that way but he goes and he does what he sets out to do he just wants to kill as many people as he can he wants to torment as many people as he can and you know that's what he does in all these movies mm-hmm. so you know resilience he's he's up for a good time and he's having his kind of good time
2: <laughs> that
0: was more compelling I, than it should have been.
1: <laughs> I feel like Freddie should just sort of get to it at some points. He's yeah. a terrorizer, right? He's not, you know, a lot of these, like, even, uh, how do you say? Par- Samara. Samara is more about messing with people because body counts are not high.
0: Well, I mean, right? like for, my rebuttal to that would be, A, some I have the far fewest number of films out of these three. True. And B... I forget what I was going to say, but I think (laughs) it was just that, like, we don't have evidence. Like, it's not recorded. A lot of it's not on screen, Mm. but we can sort of presuppose. Mm. Infer. Infer. Thank you. That's the word I was trying to come up with and couldn't. um, That she has killed so many people.
3: And also, we don't necessarily know that body count is freddie or mm-hmm. samara's final goal you mm-hmm. know i don't think like freddie's out there just racking up numbers mm-hmm. i think freddie's coming in with creativity mm. he's looking he's playing a jazz set he's improving, mm-hmm. he's yes anding mm. he sees a young deaf man who has like a hearing aid and he's like i got some material here i'm gonna <laughs> drop a pin and i'm gonna drop so many pins and they're gonna be so loud that it blows up his head mm. you know wow. that's the kind of creativity that's the kind of free Creative spirit he's cruelty. bringing Um, I I will
4: say that all of this talk about Freddy's (laughs) one-liners and his jokiness, I feel like takes away from the strength of his films but I think that Michael of the four of us has the strongest set of films uh, with his missteps.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
4: please let's not forget <laughs> Resurrection. <laughs> but um, and I believe a lot of it is with the like he really cranks up that tension constantly, but he rarely lets you go of it. And like when a a kill does eventually happen, you don't you know, like you don't deflate too much. Whereas with Freddy, he's he's joking around, you are laughing. Smara, you know she's. Pops in literally twice a movie.
0: But when she does, it's
2: effective.
4: Well, that's true. But I'm just saying, I think the strength of his mo- mo- of his
3: movies are superior because of his, his pacing. Well, and also, the Halloween movies have the benefit of having the first one be a John Carpenter movie. Right. Who's mm-hmm. was kind of unquestionably, I think, the best director among mm. the bunch, you know. Even considering that, uh, you know, Wes Craven directed the first Nightmare on Elm Street, and, you know, you're... Lone Ranger fellow Gore Verbinski is directing <laughs> yeah. your first Ring movie
2: Forgot.
3: you know having John Carpenter at the helm for Halloween is a uh,
1: mm. is a great benefit obviously mm. do this is now just an open question to anyone sort of in the line of thinking of how all these films were made into sequels after successes and whatnot, but in the case of halloween the idea was that each movie would be like a totally different unrelated story and that's why the second one is so different and then they returned to michael Myles, My, michael myers for the third but um is longevity important in this argument because like let's brass tacks here jason x is a terrible movie and not only is it a terrible movie it's a terribly made movie like everything looks really bad. It looks really cheaply done. They're not. They are clearly not in a spaceship. Like it is just a high <laughs> school, maybe. <laughs> like I don't know, but it still has a lot of ins- twelve installments. I think. Mm. Anyway, what do you you know? Is it better to have two better made movies than twelve with a bigger range? That's a good question, and I think especially when you look at kind
3: of go back to Michael Myers. You know, mm-hmm. he has one stellar entry. And then, you know, some kind of lesser entries or maybe some interesting entries after that, I think. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And uh, some of that speaks to what is the strength of the character, what are the strengths of the character, and what possibilities does that kind of leave for the future? And kind of turning back to Freddy Krueger, I think that there's still the possibility for like a rejuvenation of that character. Mm -hmm. Somebody who is literally in your head, who is literally making you question your surroundings and who can turn your torment and your dread against yourself. Mm. Mm. There's possibilities.
0: Yeah, I think one thing that's interesting in the context of the Halloween series, which we talked a little bit about in that first episode, is when the series spans as many years as it has, it it like has some interesting reflections of culture and the way that stories are told a little bit differently, and I'm thinking specifically in terms of the way that Jamie Lee Curtis's character has sort of changed Mm -hmm. over the years, and how, you know, the newer films are, like, explorations of trauma, and she sort of reclaims some agency and is, you know, sort of, like, twisting some of that stuff, so, like, in terms of longevity, I think that stuff is interesting, Mm -hmm. just to see how think politically and like even just in terms of representation things can change but then sometimes i mean like when we watch like <laughs> leprechaun <laughs> sometimes longevity does not Ooh. give an opportunity you for didn't like a leprechaun
3: change with the times yeah
4: yeah i think it is important that 40 years later we do want to hear from laurie strode mm. again yeah strode um, and maybe that is because um michael myers is a real star that lets other people shine. <laughs> 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 Hogging the spotlight as a
3: few other of these entries. I'm
4: I would glad say same for tomorrow.
2: Yeah.
3: I'm glad that we're awarding Best Supporting Horror Villain here tonight. Whoa. Okay. Oh, okay.
0: that was spicy and I liked it.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right, you guys. <laughs> we have four minutes left for open discussion. Does anyone else have any... Points they like to prod, pull, and or twist. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> real it's talk. a horror movie show, wait. round
3: Roundtable, does everyone have a favorite kill from their particular villain? I can go first if everyone yeah, please, else can please, kind of figure yeah. something out yeah. here. So mine is like the iconic... Um, the iconic Freddy... Uh, I was about to fr- say Freddy Mercury kill, oh, but that's that's a, he didn't crossover. do anything as far as, far as I know. Uh, Freddy Krueger kill, which is where the boyfriend goes into the bedroom... And all he sees is his girlfriend flying around the ceiling, like suspended by nothing at all and just bleeding because she's being killed in her dream. Mm. And there's that kind of uncanny element where you know that something awful is happening, but you can't tell what and you can't even tell like the presence of Freddy in there. Mm. You know, that's kind of like one of the big moments in that series, I think. Interesting. Do you got one for Samara?
0: I don't. I can't think of one. She. Ha- I mean, a lot of them are off screen. Um, I guess I would say that like there's probably almost nothing as horrifying as watching a horse jump off a boat and into the engine of the said boat.
1: So I, I do feel like the crawling out of the TV. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. just the imagery. Yeah. And that's because it. You know that sticks with you in that. Like, like they they saved yeah. all of that for that moment. Right? Yeah. Also,
4: even just the first kill from that. From the first ring, like with... Um,
0: Amber Tamblyn. A- Amber mm-hmm. Tamblyn.
4: I really enjoyed and was freaked out by it. Yeah.
0: That. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think basically any time you actually watch <laughs> that happen, it's pretty uh, impactful.
3: Uh, so all of them.
0: All of them, oh, I guess is what okay. I'm saying. Everyone.
4: Um, I would say one that I thought was very telling of Michael was when he is killing the second babysitter. <laughs> um <laughs> But before he gets to her, he gets her boyfriend, where he sticks him to the wall like a butterfly. And then he steps back and kind of cocks his head and, like, quizzically looks at him very studiously. And it's very... It really showed me that Mike Myers is, like... hes just is not of this earth. He's very inhuman. And he's just curious and just does what he wants to do. And it was very...
1: A weird look to him. <laughs> Mark my words, there's something wrong with that There's game, something man. wrong with that boy. <laughs> um, this is not... I'm not going to use the word favorite. However, in all of the watching, this was the most unsettling thing I saw. In Jason Goes to Hell, uh, he is in another actor who's... I can't remember his name, but uh, he ties down a body he likes more. And he starts, like, getting ready to kill it, so he, like, the man, so he, like, pulls his clothes off. It's very unsettling. However, I don't know if you guys have seen this scene. He That's starts hot. shaving him. And, uh, like, he thinks he's going to die because he's got a razor blade. But it is pro- it's probably the creepiest thing I have seen in a very long time. Well, and then he then proceeds to pres- possess him. But, like, they, like, drag out this shaving scene for, like, three minutes and the confusion on the actor's face. And, like, he's like, What are you doing? Like, he's out loud, like, asking, What is happening? Because it goes beyond, like, Oh, you're not just going to kill me. So, what are you going to do? Anyway, he just wanted to shave him before he became him. That's all it was. But, wow. yeah. We've
4: had a call from the dark from a friend of the show, Annalise, who also mm. was talking about Friday and really wanted to know if we had seen. Freddy 2 or like Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and it's very overt homoerotic <laughs> scenes <Yes. laughs> and I have not seen but I wish I would which which one's the homoerotic scene well, just like we don't know? it's just apparently like full of them that like the
0: a lot of double on a lot of
4: like like he's inside
3: me again or like, yeah. <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> because uh, and a lot of like one, sticking Freddy... claws in his mouth
3: yeah Freddy's like not working in dreams he's possessing uh, like the kid mm. in the second one mm. and mm. like a leather bar and like someone gets
4: like spanks with a towel before he gets murdered maybe uh,
3: maybe I don't have the right one maybe watching like eight of them in a row is just ruining this it's certainly
1: possible yeah. anyway we'll look into it are it's you guys time. time for final comments it's time or oh. no or you into rank let's rank I think we gotta, I think we
0: gotta do it yeah Please. let's rank. rank wait well. can we go bottom to top like go third place then second place yeah, bottom first.
1: to top.
4: Okay. Wait, third? Wait. Oh, don't we have four? Well, No, no you're not you right, you don't own. rank your own. Oh, of yeah. course,
2: of course.
3: No, no, no. So it's unfair. It's, uh, it is unfair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going number three, Jason. Number two, Samara. <gasps> and number
1: one, Michael Myers. I'm going to go number three, mm-hmm. Samara. This is th- this next part's pretty hard for me. I had my oh. no mind made, and then it got switched. Whoa. I think number two is going to go to Michael,
2: oh.
1: and number one to Freddie. Thank you. Okay. Wow. I give Samara
4: number three. Mm. I'm so sorry. It's
3: fine.
4: To the marketing genius, uh, Jason <laughs> gets number two, um, and Freddie <laughs> takes number one. Okay. Have the visual Jason. impact can't be argued with.
0: I have to do some fast math.
4: Well, can you, you do your, your own?
2: Yeah, so oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're, re- I you're relevant mine to this. Down. this
0: uh-huh. uh, I said Jason in third place,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Michael in second place,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and Freddie in first place. Oh,
2: Ooh, things are seems so a lot. pretty definitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: I think it is too, mm-hmm. but I couldn't have dreamed just- <laughs> for a better result.
2: Wow. Circle Jason. gets the
3: square, ladies and gentlemen.
2: <laughs>
4: this is all James' dream.
0: <laughs> I mean, we all, we know. Yeah. We know who's won.
4: Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: I'll finish telling the scores, but Freddie has nine.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's a big bladed salute to you. Ladies okay. and gentlemen, it would seem that the Spooktober, Smackdown, Spectacular, most Spooktastic is Freddie Krueger. Man, Correct. congratulations wow.
3: to Freddie. Congratulations to Robert Anglin. Mm-hmm. Apologies to Patricia Arquette. To Johnny Depp, mm. to mm-hmm. all the rest of his victims, really.
4: Wow, and of course hats. Our fedora's off to
1: you, James, mm-hmm. for representing. Him. Yes, yeah,
0: did. you did well. You convinced who, me.
1: Who knew that the most vocal and present villain?
3: Yeah. would be the one. <laughs> yeah, to true. Top. You know, the <laughs> villain who actually has a name actor playing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, you so guys, yeah, funny? so
0: so just to just to give us a sense, Freddie came in first, Michael came in second, and Jason and Samara actually tied, which oh, I wow. think is Ooh. cute how fitting,
1: that okay, there we go. All right, you guys, we've got a, f- a bit of time left. Let's move into some people's favorite part of the show. What you're watching what you watching? What have you been watching? Sean? I can go. This is nothing that
4: I've been watching, <laughs> um but I've been reading <gasps> Doctor. Sleep. Mm. Which is the twenty thirteen sequel to The Shining. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. which uh is going to be a newly released film. Or it's probably released right now, uh starring Ewan McGregor as Danny Torrance, which is uh so it takes place like, yeah, twenty ish years after the events of The Shining. Um and it's I've I don't know why I wanted to read it. I, I, as you guys know, I read a ton of Stephen King when I was a a kid and I forgot all of the Stephen King isms that can just bring you right back in Mm -hmm. so hard. Um, but also his old standbys of how like every single character was molested by their dad. Yeah. Uh, and just, um, and also this one is chock full of AA references Mm. because I think, well, he, Stephen King quit drinking and like it's all over this book. Um, but yeah, anyway, I forgot how the feeling of being able to just like fly into this really crazy
1: weird world.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm enjoying it. Are you looking forward to the movie? I don't know. I, I'm also quite conflicted.
2: Me too. Um,
1: just because I really like The Shining. It's not my favorite Kubrick by any stretch. But I, it really feels like a cash grab at this point. However, the talent that they have put behind it, maybe that's not the case. Yeah. the main character is a child, isn't it? In the Well, there's a child character who also has The
3: Shining, it yeah. seems like,
1: right? Not oh, the, yeah. Wait, anyway,
3: but, Sean, who is the main? Like, the main character
4: is Danny Torrance. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe I got the wrong but there's answer,
0: another sure. girl, there's isn't there? A, and
4: he finds another child that has The
3: Shining mm-hmm. yeah. and acts as her mm. mentor. Mm. Then Rebecca Ferguson wearing a hat is the villain. Oh, yeah. As, right. Is the as hat as in Rose, the novel? The, Rose the Hat, yeah. <laughs> That's her name.
1: <laughs>
0: That's wild.
1: That's uh yeah i have
0: have two um so this past weekend i was in saskatoon with boyfriend of the show walker alman (laughs) i'm gonna call him that for the rest of his life um and um on friday night we were very lucky to um go to the roxy theater and see um a really wild film silent film from the 1920s um like sort of semi-documentary um, called Sen, which is a Swedish-Danish uh, film about witches. Mm. And uh, it was scored live by nice. a favorite of the show, The Garys, Saskatoon's The Garys. Uh, who obviously play our theme song, and it was so neat. It was such a weird, interesting movie Um, and a very weird experience, but there were so many people there, which was really nice to see, Um, and it was great. And then the very next day, we went back to the Roxy, and we watched Ad Astra, and it was... So good. Oh, cool. Oh, I man. loved it. I love yeah. that astronaut. Yeah. Jimmy, I told you I was going last week and asked what you thought, and you said you loved it, and yeah. that made me excited because I trust your judgment. Um, yeah, some really amazing performances. Um, I've seen some reviews that, like, just belabor how slow it was, but I think, like, it, and it was, I guess, slow. I'm saying yeah, that exactly. with air quotes. But for a film to be slow and to not feel that way, which is how I've perceived it, I think is such a, a triumph. Yeah. And I just was so in, like, the whole time. Yeah. I was just
3: in. Well, and Brad Pitt's performance really keeps you in the oh, whole Oh, man. Time. He's it's doing intense. some very quiet but continuously engaging work throughout that entire yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yep. James, anything you want to talk about? Yeah. Besides that action. So... Uh, This past week, I watched Maiden, which is a new documentary out this year. It is about uh, the all-female sailing crew who are the first all-female sailing crew to enter the Whitbread round-the-world race. So, you know, it's from, uh, you know, it's talking to these ladies who back in the 80s. Uh, I didn't mean to rhyme there. I apologize. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, who, who did this race, you know, and it's kind of your typical talking head format and, uh, the interviews are, are great and, you know, it's, it's a pretty enjoyable movie like that. It really was making me think about this 2013 documentary called Maiden Trip, which.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> can see you? why. No,
4: I can just yeah, see I why understand. it made yeah, you think of yeah. that.
3: <laughs> it's another documentary about this time. One lady on a boat. What's better than a bunch of ladies on a boat doing something for the first time? um, One. One. Mm. This one lady was 14 years old. She was the youngest person at the time to completely sail around the world by herself. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And so um, this young lady named Laura Decky, she uh, collaborated with uh, the director to make this movie where you're on the boat the entire time. And Mm -hmm. scenes from that still just kind of pop up in my head. So I... Was watching Maiden, but I was thinking about Maiden Trip pretty
1: much the entire time. Huh, cool. Yeah. Well that's interesting. All right. Well, that's about all the time we have this week. I'd like to give a shout out to the Gary's for the use of our theme song, Manatuna, my co host. Sonia, Sean, and James, everyone here at CJTR, and to our listeners. Spoiler Alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. and rebroadcast Thursdays at noon, and it's available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're on Twitter at Spoiler Alert YQR and Instagram, Spoiler Alert CJTR. Happy Halloween! My Electric's coming up next.
0: Bye!